What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fat Ass Podcast. I am your host, Olivia, who just so happens to be a chef. I love to talk about food just as much as I love stuffing my face with it. And in this episode, the topic of conversation today is seasonal food in the month of September. Also, it's my very first solo episode, so I would like to thank you for tuning in this fine day. So I'm going to give you a few reasons why I love September. I love September because that's when it's autumn and fall. You have better weather to have hot chocolate, you get your mulled wine, and it's also my birthday month. We're also closer to Halloween, so all of my decorations go up in the month of September. I know two months is a lot, but it's okay. Holiday season is also around the corner, and I feel like when the holidays are amongst us, people are generally happier around this time of year. And also, we don't have to deal with this nasty summer heat that we're dealing with right now. And I know I'm complaining, I'm a Californian, but it's fine. I'm sure this 90 degree weather will go away very, very soon. (laughs) So in past episodes, I have discussed food seasonality in different months. And I like these particular episodes because I think food seasonality is important for many different reasons. So food is generally cheaper and more cost efficient when they are in season. Food is also tastier, full flavored and rich in flavor. And you also receive more nutrients. They're also better for the environment because you can get your food from local sources. And it's less pesticides from overseas contaminants because sometimes when food is out of season, we tend to source our food from all around the world. And when doing so, we are unaware of which pesticides are being used when growing these items. So then they are shipped over to us and we put them in our bodies and we have no idea what we're really putting in our bodies. And when shopping for your food in a grocery store, before anything, I suggest that you check what's in season first and shop accordingly. It's a little bit difficult since we can get things that are out of season still in the stores. I find it's a lot easier to shop at farmer's markets because things are local and in season and it's a lot easier to shop around a farmer's market. That's just my personal opinion. And I just also love farmer's markets. (laughs) So my very first item that I have on my list are apples. So when apple seeds are planted, it takes roughly seven to 10 years to produce fruit. And when the fruit starts growing, it starts growing in July and is then harvested in August through November. The top growing states for apples in the United States are Washington, New York, Michigan, Pennsylvania, California, Virginia, North Carolina, Oregon, Ohio, and also Idaho. According to PickYourOwn.org, in 2018, Washington produced 171 million bushels in comparison to New York, which only produced 31 million bushels. Still a lot of apples, but yeah, that's definitely a huge, huge comparison. I just imagine Washington being this massive state just full of apples everywhere and nothing else. So when choosing your apples, make sure they aren't bruised and that they aren't soft or mushy. I mean, I don't really like a soft or mushy apple anyhow. Yeah, make sure that they're firm, they're hard. And when storing them, store in your fridge in the coldest part, which is the bottom drawer of your fridge. And I personally like apples because when I was a kid, my mom used to feed me apples like crazy. But I also like them because there are so many health benefits and apples contain potassium. They're really high in potassium. 
They're high in magnesium. They also contain vitamin C. They are known to lower your blood pressure and they're higher in fiber. So you need fiber once when you get older. I mean, I'm almost 30 and I know how important fiber is. So if you are in China, then you can get your apples that are in season from October through December. If you are in Europe, the season runs from August through November. And in Australia, you can find them January through June. A fun fact, there are over 7,500 different varieties of apples worldwide. And I think that's really cool because I thought that there was only like your typical Gala apples, Granny Smith apples, and Red Delicious. There's so many other ones and that that's really, really neat that there's over 7,000 of them worldwide. It's crazy. But apples obviously can be, be eaten raw. They can be juiced, baked, poached, stewed, fried, sauteed, and so much more. They're so versatile. I love apples so much. So that's enough on apples. And next on my list is pumpkins. Pumpkins are native to Mexico and Central America. They are also a part of the gourd family, which fall into the same category as cucumbers, zucchinis, watermelons, and other melons, which also just so happen to be in season. And they are planted in late May and early July and take about 90 to 120 days to grow. Pumpkins are harvested in September through October. And if you were to save the seeds, they're great for roasting, and they also can be kept for up to six years. I personally like roasting them and eating them myself. They're really, really tasty that way. If you roast them with a little bit of oil and a little bit of salt, you're good to go. There are 45 pumpkin varieties ranging in colors from orange, green, yellow, tan, red, white, and blue. Never seen a blue pumpkin in my life or even in person for that matter. So I would like to really see that someday or maybe even grow some because I'm actually growing some pumpkins in my backyard right now. I only have three, but they seem like they're going to be monsters by the time I pick them in October. I'll probably post them onto the Instagram. So pumpkins also have various benefits. Pumpkins are rich in vitamin A and vitamin C. They're known to boost your immune system, which is something that I obviously promote all the time. They are high in antioxidants, high in potassium, high in fiber. Also, they contain compounds for healthier skin. It's kind of great that we can eat the pumpkins instead of just carving faces into them. So when you're not carving faces into them, then you can boil them, roast them, saute them, or make them into a puree. And I like making pumpkin puree because you can save it for up to three months in your freezer. And you can make it into anything from like pumpkin pie, cookies, pumpkin spice lattes, which is something that a bunch of Californian women enjoy. <laughs> and you can also enjoy them in any sort of cooking applications all throughout fall. And you can mix them in mashed potatoes. You could throw them into literally every single every single dessert that you possibly can think of. It's pretty great. I love pumpkin flavored things. <laughs> you can make pumpkin puree by cutting your pumpkin in half and scooping the seeds and the flesh. I liked calling them the guts. <laughs> you can scoop the guts out and preheat your oven to 400 degrees and make sure once when the oil, the oven is preheating, then you oil and salt the inside of your pumpkins. Place them face down on a roasting pan or a baking sheet. Bake them for roughly 45 minutes to an hour. And I find that the thicker pumpkins and the bigger pumpkins take a little bit more time, but monitor it after an hour, definitely if they're, if they're bigger. But if they're on the smaller side, 45 minutes to an hour. And let them cool down a bit. 
You can scoop out the flesh without the skin and puree them in a food processor. And you can save them in the Ziploc bags and freeze them for up to three months. And that's when you can enjoy them. I did that last, I believe I did pumpkin puree last year for October and November. And I ended up making some sort of, it's like gnocchis. I made, I made these little gnocchis and it was a pumpkin gnocchi. So I roasted my potatoes and I also had my pumpkin puree that I mixed together. And I made, I believe I threw some eggs in there. There was salt, pepper, ricotta cheese, flour as well. Yes. And then I had made the little gnocchis, boiled them and then sauteed them put it with a little bit of heavy cream, made a little cream sauce, and it was delicious. And I think I even chopped up chunks of pumpkins and put it inside of it. And I was it was really, really delicious and also had a bunch of crispy sage on top. Definitely give that a try. Other seasonal foods in September also include blackberries, broccoli, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, Corn, cucumbers, eggplants, grapes, green beans, melons, pears, peppers, potatoes, tomatoes, and so much more. There's all kinds of different things that are in season right now. It's it's pretty wonderful. And I think a lot of people have a misconception about things growing only in the summertime, but there are things that grow. They grow all throughout different times of the year and different times of different seasons. So, so I have a recipe called, it's called a fall apple crisp. And this is perfect for a fall night in. You have your little mulled wine on the side. So you preheat your oven to 350 degrees first. You grease your baking dish and you prepare your topping. So your topping includes half a cup of brown sugar, half a cup of oats, half a cup of all-purpose flour, half a teaspoon of cinnamon, one teaspoon of salt, and a fourth cup of butter. And then I also like adding a fourth of a cup of pumpkin seeds, but you can also add any kind of different nuts and stuff to kind of make it all folly and special. And I don't know, I, I love the pumpkin seed idea since we're in the season for it. So you place that to the side, you mix that all together, I'm sorry, and you place that off to the side and you store in the fridge, make sure that it stays cold. So while that's being chilled, you prepare your filling. And you can use either five gala apples or Granny Smith apples, whichever one you prefer. I am probably going to be using Granny Smith apples for my recipe. And so what you do is you peel them, core them, and slice them. You can do either thin or thick chunks, depending on what you prefer. It's totally up to you. And you add two tablespoons of brown sugar, two tablespoons of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon of cinnamon, and a pinch of nutmeg. What you do is you mix everything together, place in your greased baking dish, top with your topping that you have stored in the fridge, and you bake it for about 30 minutes. Once that's done, you pull it out, let it cool, top with some vanilla ice cream, you're good to go. So that's my recipe for a fall apple crisp, and I am going to post this on the Thursday on Instagram. So definitely check us out on Instagram at the Fat Ass Podcast. And look up all of our recipes that we have, especially this one. This one's going to be really good. (laughs) So that's the end of the show today, and thanks for sticking with me. You can find today's recipe along with many others on the Fat Ass Podcast Instagram page at Fat Ass Podcast. 
You can also find me on Facebook at the Fat Ass Podcast or even on Twitter at Fat Ass Official. And give me a follow to keep up with all of my fat assery. And don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Google Podcasts where our hosting site is Anchor FM. There's Pandora, Radio.com, TuneIn, all those guys. So check us out, leave a review, and thanks again for joining me. I'm your host, Olivia, and stay hungry, stay eating, and see you next week. Okay, thanks. Bye, guys.